Thanks for tuning in today. Here's episode 1639. It's a replay, but a good one. Donald Trump returned to the show for an interview. I asked him about the Biden border disaster, vaccine mandates, the growing China threat, and this year's really shocking elections in Virginia and New Jersey. Check this out. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. I want to welcome back to the show um, a great man, President Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, thank you so much for spending the time. I know you got some busy days, so thank you very much. Thank you, Dan. So uh, let me get right to it. Uh, you know, a lot of people are looking to you for leadership right now. We've uh, there are a lot of hot issues. One of them has been these vaccine mandates. I'm engaged in uh, my own personal fight with my radio syndicator over this now. But uh, what, what's your feeling about this? These these mandates and taking away of people's bodily sovereignty and forcing them to take something candidly, Mr. President, they may not need. They may have natural immunity. That's right. Well, in some cases they do. In other cases, they're very young. And, you know, I'm a little prejudiced because when you look at what I did with the vaccines, I got them done in nine months, three of them, great ones. And uh, now we have offshoots and we also did great with therapeutics, with Regeneron and everything. So, you know, I come from that side. We're very proud of of what we've done because everyone said it would take five years. It would never happen. And we got it done in less than nine months. But with all of that, you need your freedoms. And and frankly, uh, they don't trust the Biden administration because. If you remember when I left, there were no mandates being discussed. Everybody wanted to get the vaccine and everybody was fighting for it. Then they came out with a pause for Johnson & Johnson, which was a terrible thing to do. Over six people, of which they were better, they got better. But six people had millions and millions of people. But that pause was bad. And all of a sudden you have a mandate situation and you have people fighting all over the country. We never had that problem when I was president, Dan. You know that. And Right. It's pretty incredible. But now you look at the, a big percentage of the New York City police force is going to be leaving and the city is loaded up with crime already. And we have the worst mayor in history. I mean, there's never been a mayor. <laughs> this is the worst mayor probably <laughs> of any city. Although I can name a couple that are pretty bad in our country also. In addition to him, as you know, you could name the same ones. But it's, uh, you know, it's very sad when you look at what's going on. Dad. We didn't have a problem with mandates and now they do. And you're going to have unemployment problems and you're going to have crime problems. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. You know, I, I did a, a, it was kind of a funny segment last week on my Fox show. I, uh, you know, Nostradamus, right? I did a, I did a segment called Trump Stradamus, how everything you had predicted if Biden got in the white house, I, I wish you were wrong <laughs> candidly, Mr. President, but you were everything you'd predicted about the economy, the border, you know, came well, true. You and, look at energy again, yeah. you look at energy independence. And I heard about your show and I actually saw a part of it. It was great. But you oh, look at you. energy independence, you look at uh, the horrible withdrawal. You know, we were going to withdraw from Afghanistan and we we're going to take out the military last after we blew up the bases, except for Bagram, which we were using for China. Now China is taking over Bagram, the longest runways in the world. China is taking it over. And it is so it's right near China, right next to where they do their nuclear weapons one hour away. It is so pathetic. And then you look at the southern border wall, which is no wall, which is just people pouring through our country. We have the wall was night. We did almost 500 miles of wall. They could have had it finished in one month and it would have stopped all of these caravans coming up. You wouldn't have had a problem. It's it's just a disgrace. What's, what's happened to our country in nine months is an absolute disgrace. I've never seen anything like it. 
Yeah. Mr. President, you were rather firm with G, President G. I mean, you, you dealt with him on, on a real politique basis, but you were firm right. with him at times when we needed to be. Do you think having dealt with him, obviously I've never met him, you have, um, having dealt with him, do you think he he sniffs weakness in this president now? I mean, we've seen the, now the launch of a hypersonic missile since you've left office by yep, China. Right. They're now testing weapons to blow up ports, underwater explosives, so we can't assist Taiwan if we needed to. You think he sniffs weakness in Biden like candidly everybody else does? Well, none of these things happened when I was president. Now they're flying bombers over Taiwan. And none of it happened. They weren't doing that. Look, Taiwan is very far away, 9,000 miles away, but, you know, and it's right next to China, as you know, and they consider it part of China. But we never had any problems with Taiwan. He understood that. And I told him that in our first meeting. I had a very good relationship until COVID came. And then I said, look, this is too bad what's happened. This is the worst. So when you look at what's happened with COVID, with the death, and I'm talking about a worldwide problem, not just the United States. We handled it well, as well as it could be handled. But I'm talking about a worldwide problem. And one thing I can tell you, Dan, whether it's him, whether it's Putin, whether it's uh, Kim Jong-un of North Korea, whether it's anybody, they're at the top of their game, at the absolute top. I know them all very well. I've dealt with them all. We've done, we did great with them. We did great with all of them. Look what happened in North Korea. He stopped and he, he respected our country but we're not respected anymore. They are all at the absolute top of their game, and we're not. I think the withdrawal from Afghanistan was the single greatest embarrassment in the history of our country. It wasn't a withdrawal, it was a surrender. And to leave $85 billion, and most importantly, 13 incredible young lives. And you know, there are over 20 people that are really, really badly injured without arms and legs. And yeah. this is what we got. And we took yeah. out the military first. So instead of taking the military out last after the Americans, uh, you probably have a thousand hostages over there, too, by the way. And yeah. it's, I think it was the greatest embarrassment in the history of our country, the way that was handled. And, and what, I, what I find even more disgusting about this guy in the White House now is he keeps trying to blame you for this deal with the Taliban. But. Mr. President, just yeah. four days after your deal with the Taliban, you authorized an attack on the Taliban because they broke yeah. the deal. So I, I've, I've asked you this before, but just throwing that out there again, if, if you felt that they violated the deal and you weren't locked in by your own deal, then how the hell could Joe Biden be locked into a deal that you weren't locked into? You get what I'm saying? Just four days later, yes. you hit them with a military strike because yep. they broke oh, the deal. We hit them hard. Remember this, Dan. I dealt with the head, and he's still the head, Abdul. Uh, remember that, and I had a rough conversation with him, and he understood that never will anybody be hit so hard as they would have been. Uh, and I had a very good conversation with him. But remember, 18 months, and Biden even said it, for 18 months we didn't lose one soldier, unlike in Chicago, run by Democrats, and New York, run by Democrats. We didn't lose yeah. one run by just horrible mayors, if you look at, I mean, the worst mayors. In New York, what's happening in New York and Chicago, it's not even believable. And other cities, Dan, other cities, all Democrat run, but they lose people to crime, yeah. kill people, many people being killed. Not one American soldier in Afghanistan was killed for 18 months after I spoke to the, the head of the Taliban. And yeah. we were going to leave. I wanted to get out. 21 years, I wanted to get out. I brought it down to 2,500 troops. Assuming the election wasn't rigged, which which it was, 
If we won the election, which we did, it was a disgrace what took place. Another subject, but a lot of people are talking yep. about it. But we would have had everybody out, and then we would have taken the military. But after the equipment, after the Americans, and after other people that deserve to be out. And remember, Dan, you know, they keep talking about the fact that they got a lot of people out. Many of those people you don't want because yeah. I think they're going to be you're going to find their terrorists. They just charge the plane. Three percent, all of the planes, three percent of the people that we took out in the, the plane loads of people, three percent of those people qualified to be taken out. Ninety seven percent. We don't even know who the hell they are. And now they're yeah. coming to our country. They're settling in our country, Dan. You're going to have yeah. problems for years to come. Most incompetently managed thing I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, speaking of the topic of elections, I do want to get to the 2020 election, too. What happened in Wisconsin yeah. yesterday. But this air, this interview is going to air on Tuesday, Election Day in Virginia, New Jersey. Right. And I got to tell you, Mr. President, I was really um, happy you sent out that email telling people, listen, go vote. Listen, I get the system sucks, pardon my language, but the system is a mess. We need voter ID, I understand, right, but right. we need to win these elections in New Jersey and Virginia. I mean, listen, these guys are just going to march all over and burn this country to the ground. And I really feel like if we can at least win one of those, Virginia or New Jersey, preferably both, I, I think it sends a message to Biden that, listen, the country's done with you at this point, And he becomes a, a de facto lame duck. Right. Well, I think it's going to be very interesting. New Jersey looks like it's a lot closer than anyone of anyone would have thought. That's right. And we have a very good Republican candidate. He's a very good man, very capable guy. And Virginia looks like it's going to be something very special if they don't cheat on elections. And now he's got the same lawyer. He's hired the same lawyer that did so much, so many bad things, bad things. Look, they learned a lot of things with me with as president, they learned the press is totally corrupt and dishonest, totally, meaning largely. You're not, Dan, you're a straight shooter. Oh, thank you. But largely <laughs> thank you. dishonest. You've seen things over the last four or five years that you never thought possible. And they've yeah. also learned that the elections are terrible in this country. You know, we everyone used to think it was so wonderful, not wonderful. So we hope they don't cheat. And when I said that, when I made the statement, and it, I thought it was very simple, it was a very simple statement. People have to trust the elections, otherwise they're not going to vote. I'm not telling people not to vote. I want them to vote regardless of anything. But people aren't going to trust it. That When they went through what they went through in 2020 presidential elections, we got to fix this system or they're not going to vote. Not as a threat, just that they, it's going to be hard to get people to do it, to motivate them to go out and vote because they're tired of it. The corrupt yeah, we election. Just... So I'm watching closely Virginia and so is everyone else. And we'll see what happens. And you have a big race in New Jersey. It's uh, hard to win in New Jersey, they say. But, you know, they have all mail-in ballots now in New Jersey. That makes it very hard. We should not allow the mail-in ballot stuff. You should have an election day like we used to have where you go to vote or unless you're in the military or unless you have a very big medical problem. Because otherwise there's going to be massive cheating. There's no way you can stop it if you have mail-in ballots. Right. And, and I, I think you'd agree. The only, the only way to fix it, though, is to get get people in there who are willing to fix it. And, and that brings right. me to my next That's question, right. which we, is um, I listened to that press conference. In. Yeah, we got to get good people in there uh, and, and we don't have enough good people. Candidly, Mr. President, a lot of these Republicans are weak, too. I wish they weren't. But there was a really interesting press conference yesterday at a Racine, Wisconsin. 
Um, a local sheriff yeah. who looks like he has a pretty open and shut case, what appears to be pretty widespread voter fraud in a, in, in a nursing home out of Wisconsin. Your thoughts on that? Because again, the media, it's interesting though, Mr. President, not to be uh, long with it here, but the local media out there in Wisconsin, you know, ran with the story. The local Fox affiliate had this story all over, but you haven't seen much from CNN, MSNBC, or no. any of those other outlets. Fascinating, huh? That's because they're corrupt, Dan. We have a very corrupt media. Worse than just the media that's not good. These are corrupt people. They know how big that story is. We have a patriot sheriff. He's a patriot and the staff are patriots. He's a great people. And he didn't do talking like a lot of other people. He went out and did an investigation, which lasted for a long time. And they found massive voter fraud in Racine, which is a big area of, of uh, Wisconsin, which is a great state, which we won by a lot. And in this one area, a big area, you'll use it as a poll, as a sample, anything you want. They found massive voter fraud, in particular in nursing homes, and the sheriff had a news conference to announce it. So now we're going to see whether the local district attorney is going to do something about it. But it was an incredible day. I mean, it was so, so big. And he, all he is doing is giving the facts. And he stood up, and it was really incredible to watch him and his associates stand up and say what happened. The election was rigged. And he said it loud and clear yesterday. And that was a big section of Wisconsin. Yeah, I covered it in my podcast last week. I, I wanted to ask you, a, a big topic of your administration has been the sovereignty of the United States and fortifying our borders, which you would think, Mr. President, that any president as the uh, commander in chief would be concerned about borders. That would kind of be a thing. Um, unfortunately, many are not. Joe Biden seems to have wiped clean our southern border. And now there are rumors out there of a Biden administration initiative to propose $450,000 payments to illegal immigrants who violated our laws as payments for family separations. Uh, your thoughts on that outrageous absurdity? It's not even believable. And family separation, you know, nobody's done the border like that. We have the strongest border in the history of our country by far. Now we have the worst border and drugs are pouring through. Not only people, drugs are pouring through. They're emptying out their jails from 100 countries. They're emptying out all their prisoners into our country. They're walking right across our border. What's happening is, is a disgrace. But on top of everything else now, they're giving $450,000 to illegal aliens that came in. One thing was separation. Now, when a person heard about separation, you know what happened and the reason for it? They didn't come to our country. So they wouldn't come. So we didn't have the problems like these people have right now where millions of people are pouring up. We're going to have 10 or 12 million people in one year into our country speaking many different languages. You know, you're talking about over 100 countries are coming in. Many of these people, unfortunately, are very ill. They're very sick with diseases that you're going to catch. And I mean, COVID is the least of it. All right. COVID is bad. They have a lot worse coming in. And they're just pouring into our country like water pours in, and it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be hell to pay. You have people coming in from the Middle East. You definitely have terrorists in the group. The people that came in the planes from Afghanistan. You definitely have terrorists in those people. I said ninety-seven percent. Nobody knows who they are. 
It's a disgrace what's happened to our country. In a period of, I mean, I've heard you talk about it brilliantly. In a period of nine months, they're destroying our country. Yeah. It's amazing how, how quickly um, it's, it's, it's gotten so bad. Mr. President, your thoughts on uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. I, I know that a lot of people ask you about this, but I, I just wanted to get your, your candid thoughts about him. You, you dealt with him. I, I haven't. I, again, I don't know him like you did. Um, early on, there was a lot of confusion. I get that. But it appears now that his statements about gain of function research in the Wuhan lab and funding from the United States government, it appears that some of those statements uh, don't exactly align with the truth at this point. Yeah. Uh, should he resign? Well, I'm the one that stopped the funding, as you know, when I heard about yeah, it. Yeah, I, re- I remember. And we uh, and I stopped it very quickly, very strongly. Look, he was always. Fine to me. To be honest, you know, just call me Anthony. So he just called me Tony. And uh, I said, okay, Tony, what's going on? So he wanted to keep it open to China. I closed it. He wanted to keep it open to Europe. I closed it. He then said Trump saved, President Trump saved tens of thousands of lives. You know, uh, I would oftentimes do the opposite of what he said. Uh, he hated masks. He said masks are terrible. Then he became a radical masker. But look, uh, he's been there for many, many years, I guess, like decades, and uh, they're protected and lots of other things. But I did a lot of the opposite of what he asked me to do. And, you know, (laughs) he's a great promoter, less of a doctor than a promoter. And uh, to be honest with you, I I always got along with him very well. But, uh, you know, he certainly has he is a mixed blessing. There's no question about it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, just a couple more questions. You've been very generous with your time. We're talking to President Donald Trump. Uh, Mr. President, inflation is clearly out of control. This was not an issue in your administration because I, I believe having spoken to you, we, we've had a nice relationship that nobody gets the economic conditions like the man on the ground better than you. You've had to deal with it. You had to build in New York. I don't think people understand right. me and you being New Yorkers, how hard that is. You're dealing with unions. People are always trying right. to shake you down. You're dealing with corrupt well, politics. Deal. I mean, right? My, my dad, everybody my, my father, he, he was a building inspector on Long Island, Mr. President. And he, that's ah. one of the reasons he admired you. He's like, you have no idea what these builders go through in New York City. Yep. So you got it done. You yep. understood what, what, what um, interest rates mean and the damage they can do. And we had inflation nicely under control control in your administration. Joe Biden gets in. He shuts down the supply side. He pays people to not work. We're not building anything. So a whole bunch of money is now chasing a bunch of products not being built. And as we said in my segment where we joked around Trump Stradamus, <laughs> you, you predicted this stuff, that this was going to happen. And yep, look what happened. I did. Well, look, inflation is going to be a very bad thing and it's only going to get worse. A lot of it is driven by energy, Dan, because everything needs energy. If you make a product, if you do anything, you need energy. You have to truck it. You need it in your factories, but you have to deliver it, the planes, the trucks, everything. And it all needs energy. We were energy independent for the first time in the history of our country. They say 75 years, but it's really the history of our country. We didn't need anybody. We didn't need the Middle East. Now we're going back. I don't know if you saw Biden is now going back and begging OPEC to send us oil. They're begging people to send us things. Russia, uh, Saudi Arabia, it's it's just unbelievable. We were totally energy. We were bigger than Russia, bigger than Saudi Arabia by far. We were going to be double their size very shortly. And as you remember, gasoline was $1.87 when I left a gallon. Now it just hit $7.70 in California, and it's going to be there. It's going to go higher. 
it's going to yeah. go even higher. And when you're paying high energy, everything else is going up. A lot of it's driven by energy. We were think of it. We were energy independent for the first time, and now they're begging OPEC to send us energy. It's it's a disgrace. It's oh. incredible. No, it is. It's it's, it's embarrassing. Uh, I mean, it's making the country look like buffoons. But one of the one of the I'm not, I'm not going to share any personal details. But one of the better conversations we had one time, you and I were we were talking, and I was really impressed with your depth of knowledge on on interest rates and how all this works, given your your, right. your time in the real estate business. And I don't think people understand as as interest rates go up to tame inflation. You know, when you're working with OPM, right, other people's money, like a lot of builders right. and a lot of people in the economy do, people want to be in on a project, you take other people's money as an investment, these interest rates going up and up and up are going to destroy all that. No one's going to invest in a project right. with a 5% return if they think they can wait a few months and get 10%. I mean, this is going to destroy the whole economy. Well, you're almost too young for this, but during Jimmy Carter, the prime rate went up to 21 or 22%, and everything came to a halt. And it, it was just out of control. The country was out of control. That was caused by inflation. And the interest rates were so high that nobody could borrow money. It was like a whole disaster. And, uh, you know, you could be heading for something like that. Look, we've never had a situation. We have thousands of ships out at sea, and they have no prospect of being unloaded. Whoever even heard of that? Uh, you know, the things that are happening in our country, nobody's ever seen this before. I don't know if you've seen the recent picture. I saw one from yesterday, a, a satellite shot. It's so many ships out at sea, they're never going to be unloaded the way it is. And yeah. it's, uh, nobody ever thought this stuff was possible. And it's true. They've taken out incentives so that people aren't working. I mean, they're better off not working because of, they, get, they do just as well or better. So they don't want to work anymore. And you're taking the incentive. You're really taking away the American dream, and it's a shame. We're going socialist and we're going communist. We have people setting up the Green New Deal done by AOC, who never knew anything about the environment. She didn't study the environment. She knew nothing <laughs> yeah. about it. All right. of a sudden, she said two years ago, we had 12 years to live. The whole thing is crazy. The whole thing is absolutely crazy. And now he's over there. He's going to Scotland, to Glasgow, Scotland, on a meeting on the environment, and yet China and Russia aren't showing up, and India said they're not going to do it. So if they're not going to do it, we're only 5% of the entire, if you're talking about pollutants, we're less than 5%. So if China, India, Russia aren't going to be doing what we're doing, and they won't, never, because they want to continue to make money and be prosperous, what we're doing to our country is insane. If they're not going to do it, then we're going to be put in a position. We're the only one that's going to do it. That means we're not going to be able to compete. Our products are going to cost five times more. We have windmills being built all over the country, destroying our birds, destroying our landscape, destroying our oceans and our lakes. It's crazy. And you know where the windmills are made, Dan? They're all made in China and in Germany. We make yeah. nothing. Which, which you warned about during your presidency. Last question, I'll let you go. I know you got to run. Um, this disastrous spending bill, Joe Biden's going to, wants to bankrupt, uh, bankrupt us immediately. Uh, this spending bill, your thoughts on it? They want to spend now between one and two trillion. It's all on a bunch of pet projects. Again, incentivizing people not to work and live off the government yep. dole. Your thoughts on that? It's a disaster. It's going to drive prices through the roof. It's going to be a disincentive to work. And it's going to be building things that we don't want to have built. 
It's going to be reliant on wind power, which is the worst and most expensive form of energy. Uh, it is uh, People have no idea how bad it is. And by the way, when they talk about wind and, and pollutants, when they're making those wind tunnels, if you're a believer in that, when they're making those big windmills and those the massive steel, whether it's China or Germany, they're the ones that do it. Uh, the stuff going up into the air is worse than anything that could happen in this country from using fossil fuel. So the whole thing is ridiculous. And until we get the right people in office, we thought we had it. We were doing so well. Everything was good. We were respected again as a country, like totally respected. Now we're a laughing stock all over the world. After watching Afghanistan, China no longer has the fear of us. After watching Afghanistan, nobody does. Plus, they don't rely on us anymore because they say we're unreliable. We are a laughing stock all over the world, Dan. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Mr. President, thank you very much for your time. I deeply appreciate it. Congratulations on the announcement um, of your new platform. It exploded. Of course, the interest in you and your content is still out there. We can see that. So uh, thank you very much for staying in the fight. We really appreciate it. We look forward um, to your announcement about 2024. We hope if uh, if something Good. happens, we'd love to hear about it. Well, Dan, I'll just leave you with one little thought and one little statement. Sure. The good news, because it sounds like a pretty bad news deal. It can all be fixed and pretty quickly. Thank you, sir. We know uh, we know you know how to do it. So thank you very much for your time. We deeply appreciate thank it. Thank you, Dan. Take care of yourself. You Folks, that was I, I, I think I mean, it's him, not me, but Cell Praise thinks. So I'm not praising myself. I think that was his best interview with us yet. We've interviewed him now. I don't know, six, seven times, maybe. I don't know. I forgot. Thanks, folks. You just heard Dan Bongino.